Welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. Our desire is to remain in God's presence, explore His passions, and supply tools that serve and inspire our city. Bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we give Sean, Shane, Shane, please, Shane, give Shane a big applause. Yes. Yeah. He was trying to sit down, but I put him over here. I appreciate you. Yes, you can sit down now. You're good. You're very, you're good to sit down. All right. Um, when I was uh, growing up, my grandma would sit down and talk to me about things. You know, back then, they, they, they used stories to teach us things, morals. They would talk to us about stuff. So a lot of times he speak, she would speak some things to me, and I'm thinking, oh, is that one of your stories? <laughs> or is something that you're really telling me that is the truth, is something that is, you know, happened or has happened? She would say something like, you know, you come from uh, a kinship line, you know, you are from a royal family. Where, where, you know, I was born, where I was raised, you know, that small town, that town, um, that kinship, you know, thing, ran through my family. And so she would say stuff like that, and I, I would just sit down and laugh. Oh, maybe another story. Here we go, trying to make me feel better. But she wasn't trying to make me feel better. She was telling me the truth about, you know, the family. Now, she would say that, so when I go outside and I'm playing with my friends, I will tell them, do you know I'm a royal? <laughs> and, and sometimes I say too much, pounce on your head, and they get frustrated. But I felt good about it. And so I would say things like that to them. Now, she didn't tell me a lot of things. So when I grew, I grew up, you know, as I was growing up, when she was dead, I asked my mom. She used to tell me this about that, you know, you were from the royal family, but never told me if I can be the king. Because I would like to know that. So that when the king is dead, I don't know if I have to speed it up for the king to die and I'll be the king. Or maybe I should just wait for my turn. Because there are a lot of people before me. So this is what she told me. She said a while back, during that bloodline, the one that was put there as king passed away a short time. And another king from the bloodline was also put and also passed away. So few of them passed. And so they got scared. And like, well, then we will not let anybody from the bloodline probably be the king. Maybe there's some curse or something going on before the person, you know, this person also died that we love. So when she said that, I was like, okay, so I see this guy. You have been telling me that the one that is the king right now is not the rightful king. 
So this is what now I'm understanding that y'all were scared that somebody's also going to die. So long cousin, whatever, y'all picked somebody that is not on the bloodline and made the person king. And so when she said those things to me, I, I thought, oh, that is why she kept saying you are royal family, but never said if I can be a king. Because she didn't want me to know. She was hiding that knowledge from me. But when I realized that as I grew up, you know, I didn't want to be king. Not because I don't like it, but because of all the rituals and the things that you have to do. So if I have Jesus Christ as my savior, there are some things I have to stay away from. Some things that are not worthy of Jesus' name. Uh, it doesn't matter if I'm a king and everybody bowing or doing things compared to knowing Jesus. That is nothing. So this morning is something that you have already heard, you know. I'm just going to bring it to you as a reminder so that, you know, anytime it comes to your mind, you can remember and know who you are. I have titled what I'm going to talk about as overcoming in Jesus Christ. Overcoming in Jesus Christ. You see, when I was a kid, that is what I wanted to be, to be a king. When I knew and had that knowledge, I was yearning to be. But as I grew up, I realized I don't need it. A lot of times this goes to us as Christians. We know the sacrifice that Jesus has made and how we are royal priesthood. And yet we still walk as defeated Christians, being tossed from left to right, not knowing who we are, feeling defeated all the time. So this morning is just a reminder for you to know that you are an overcomer. Can you tell someone that you are an overcomer? I didn't hear you. You are an overcomer. Amen. All right. Overcome. In the Greek word, it's nikau. And that means to subdue. To conquer. To be victorious in different or difficult circumstances. To be victorious in difficult circumstances. So in simple terms, you will say, being victorious over anything that is like a stronghold in your life. Anything that holds you down. Anything that pulls you away from you experiencing everything that God has for you. You would say that. So when we say an overcomer, that means you are subduing it. You are being the one that is having the authority to say, I don't have to let this thing defeat me anymore. Because the price has been paid. We are going to read a couple of scriptures and uh, let you know why I am bringing this to you. This week... The past month, Sam has been teaching about victory in Jesus and all this. So we thought to continue with this about being an overcomer, being victorious in Jesus Christ, recognizing that and walking with that. 
Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 to 15. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives bodily, bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head of over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the workings of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to what? The cross. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. So when, when I'm talking about overcoming this, Jesus has taken everything away and has nailed it to the cross. So that means our focus point should be what? On Jesus and what he did. All right. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. This is what Jesus did. Now, as people of God, when we first accept Jesus Christ, we walk by what we have accepted, that, oh, his blood, I confessed him, and so his power is living in me. And a lot of times it stops there. And in our mindset, oh, I'm a Christian, I know Jesus, and that is it. But onwards, our lives become defeated life because we don't know the significance of us accepting him and what he has done. So the first thing I want us to understand is first, for you to recognize that you are an overcomer, you have to know who Christ is and what he has done. Now the discovery of who Jesus is brings revelation. Have you ever been to a place where in your mind you just sit there and some like some light bulb, something went out like that, and you were just thinking, oh, I didn't know this. Now I know. Look at this. We all have driver's insurance, right? You know, yeah, vehicle insurance. When you are driving on the roadside, it has happened to me before, where the car broke down, some things happened, and in your mind, you get so confused. What is going on? I don't know what to do. But the, oh, you are not even thinking about anything. The only thing that is coming in your mind is something has happened to the car and I'm stuck. That present circumstances overclouds the mind. You don't think about how I'm going to go. What am I going to do? But the package, the insurance that you have, a lot of us have what they call roadside assistance. Am I wrong? 
roadside assistance, right, is in the package. But when we get stuck like that, a lot of times that doesn't even come to our mind that we have that package. So should I call them? All I have to do is take a phone and call them, hey, I am stuck here, can my car be towed, right? We just don't think about that. And so we get stressed out with the present circumstance or what is going on. And we don't recognize what we have. So the first thing, we have to recognize who Christ is and what we have in order to be overcomers. If we don't see that, then we will walk around Christ as Christians that are always defeated, feeling bogged down every time, not knowing the power of Christ in our lives. Somebody said, ah, people have triple A. But I have triple G. Do you know the triple G that I have? I have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I have the, those three together inside me. So I have to recognize that to live as an overcomer. If I don't, then my life will be anyhow. All right. The next thing I want us to know is that there must be a revelation of our legal right. Revelation of our legal right. You know, when I was in school, uh, I did some little psychology and there was some, uh, you know, animal, you know, they put this animal, I think it was one of these psychologists, I don't know if it's Sigmund Freud or whatever, you know, and he was saying something about conditioning. You know, conditioning, you put some animal in something and you let them run and do their own thing for a long time and even when you open the door for them to go, still in your mind, they think that the door is still closed, right? And so they still be spinning and doing their own thing. That is what a lot of time the devil does. He conditioned the mind for us to not accept our legal right. What we have. First John chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God. Huh? You see that word there? For everyone born of God, that's what? No, no, I, I, I want you to say it. For everyone that is born of God, this is the victory that has overcome the word, even our faith. For everyone that is born of God. I'm sure all of us sitting here are born of God, right? And if you are not born of God, that means you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior. And I recommend that you do that. Because in order to have that legal right, you have to cross over. You have to have him as your personal Savior. And when you have him, then you become an overcomer. So for everyone born of God, overcome. So that is our legal right. So I can understand the legal right here and also live in different reality. Right? 
Jesus said, For the chastisement of my your peace was what? Upon me. Okay? Your peace was upon me. So, I understand that he has said that he has done that. That is the legal right. But then when I look at the reality of life, and what is going on in my life, I tend to let this overshadow the legal rights that I have. And therefore, I then took that authority and stand on it. Are you hearing me? So I have to have the mindset that this is legal. He has done it. I have to take my rightful place. A lot of times, God put things in reach of us. But he wants you to make the effort to reach out for what he has put there. And that is what came in us, even our what? Faith. Do you understand that? Even our faith. So we have to accept that. We have the right to take our place on the authority of God in this world. We are filled with divine possibilities. The Spirit of God lives in us. And unless we come to a place that everything inside us, our innermost being, our spirit man, understand that, hey, this is Kwame. I am from a royal family. I can be the king. Whether they like it or not, I can be. And so with that mindset, I can do it. Unless we come to that place that we know who Jesus is for us, we will not be able to live the way he expects us to live. I have to distinguish between legal standing and my experience, my position, and my practice. This is the position. This is what Christ has done. This is what he has given to me. But my practice has to match my position. If my practice doesn't match my position, then I am not living the fullness of him. So what I'm doing here my day-to-day -day life has to match what Christ has done for me. And so if he is saying, I am an overcomer, I am healed, I am delivered, I have to stand on that and let my life conform to that. And if I don't let that happen, but I try to let this one overcome that legal rights, then I will live my life defeated all the time. There is provision for us. God has made provision to overcome every battle and every challenges that we face. He has made provision for that. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life.
through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through this, he has given us his every great and precious promises. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption in this world caused by evil desires. Now listen, right there. Can you just leave it there? So that through them, you may do what? Participate in the divine nature. Whose nature? Not mine. But it said divine nature. That means God's nature. Through Jesus dying on the cross and me aligning myself, accepting him as my personal savior, I partake in that divine nature because his spirit is living inside me. And when that spirit is living inside me, right there, divine nature. So my spirit has to be in tune with God and not what is going on around me. And that is participating in that divine nature. So if your word says this, I make no apology. I stand on that word. If your word says that, I stand on that word. Regardless of what I am seeing, or what I am feeling, or what I am sensing, or what people are telling me. Let me tell you something here. Don't put that up. Do you remember when God brought the Israelites, you know, from Egypt? One of the battles that they had to face was going to Canaan and take over. Now, this is why God said, I have given that place to you. So it was already given. But it was up to them to be obedient. Because obedience brings what? Revelations. So it was up to them to move and take it. So what did they do? Moses sent people to go and spy the land. And when they went, they came with their report. You know, they even brought, you know, when you read the Bible, it says they brought grapes, pomegranates, and they brought figs. So actually, they brought something good from there too. And they also came and said, you know, that land is flowing with milk and honey. It is good there. I think it will be a good place for us to be. But it is a walled city. There's a wall around it. All these cities have walls. So in order for us to get in, I don't know, we will have to maybe break walls or something. So it, is, it will be hard for us to go in. He said, there's also Enoch. The giants, you know, those fierce people, they were there too. So we are like grasshoppers before them. That means when we go, they will crush us. That was the report they brought. Now imagine if I was one of them, maybe 12 of us, we went, and 11 of us comes and says, you know what? Uh, it is good there, but... We cannot. Then you are the only one standing out and say, you know what? I am going to go. So when you read the scripture, it says, and Caleb, still them. 
probably say, everybody quiet here. Let me tell you something. And he said, Moses, let's go, for we are well able to overcome. At once. He used the word, let's go at once, for we are well able to overcome. What was his mindset? The mindset of God has given that place to us. So regardless of what is over there, we can still take it because he has already done it. So as children of God, we have to come to the place where our mindset will change from we are not able. Oh, it's been too long. I've been praying for healing. It's been too long. I've been asking for God to touch my life, my marriage, my, my son's this, my that. It's, it cannot be happened. If it's going to happen, why didn't it happen right now? Or why has it not happened? They brought all these reports there. But this is what happened. Caleb said, let's go. My prayer is that you will have that mindset, that understanding, that revelation of who you are. Because he recognized that status. That if God has said that he has given that place to us, it doesn't matter what I am seeing there. If he has said in his word that I am the Lord that heals you, it does not matter what I am feeling. My legal status is that Jesus died and did it. Right? And so I will take it. It doesn't matter how long it takes. And that is where that faith that we talked about comes in. That I will continue to stand and persevere. We give up easily as children of God. Because when, we, when we get to the place where we are not able to see the advancement or what is in front of us. A lot of times we tend to give up. Find another way. What is going on? We are overcomers. He has purchased us. Bought us with a price. And we have to live with that. God would like us to know that there is a place where he comes to be your assurance and spiritual sustaining power. You see, he becomes your assurance and your spiritual sustaining power. So do you need power to sustain you? Do you need power to keep you going? To turn things around for you? Jesus is that. When he becomes our sustaining power, our life becomes vitalized. Our life becomes one that is full of power. And we are not limited by anything. When Caleb said it, only his report, everything changed for the whole nation, right? Only his report. So if he had sided with all of them, what would have happened? There would have been defeat. They wouldn't have gone. But only him. Now, how did he become the only one to stand out like that? Because he had a special relationship with God. He recognized his status. He understood his rightful place. He knew who he was. 
And so when we have these, we will be able to do what God expects us to do. There is power <laughs> in us that is greater than every power. First John 4 verse 4. First John. <laughs> well, Jesus had to go to Samaria, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. First John. So there is power. Okay. You, dear children. Now, he used children. You know... Children are so amazing. Kids are so amazing. They, a lot of times they are so innocent, right? What they want, they go for it. <laughs> Whether you have it or not. When the kids get, Dad, I want this, or Mom, I want this, they want it. It doesn't cross their mind that Mom doesn't have it, or Dad doesn't have it, or whoever doesn't have it. They go for it. So the mindset we have to have as people is that our dad has it. And because he has it, nothing should cross our mind but that he is able to give to us. He is able to do it. Dear children, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Do you see that? The one who is in who? You. Me is greater. And that is when the recognition comes in. So I have to align myself with who Christ is. Then I can live the life that he wants me to live. I can live that victorious life. Because he that is in me is greater than what is outside. So what is there? Feelings, emotions, disease, sickness. You can name it. Whatever. He that is in us is greater than that. That means he can cause things to happen that are as if they are what? Not. All right. When we exercise, when we recognize the power of God and exercise it, we dethrone sin. Sometimes people are bound by particular sin, they are Christians. And yet cannot overcome that. But when we recognize the power that is in us and we exercise our authority, we dethrone that sin. We get rid of that sin because his power is able to keep us going. The last thing I want us to read is Revelation 12, 11. And this is amazing. As next week is testimony time. <laughs> oh, you, you are not excited. You know, when, when I hear testimonies, I get excited. Why? Because that means God is doing something in somebody's life. And if God is doing somebody's life, that means he can do something in my life too. So when I get to hear what is going on in your life, the good things, the things that God is doing, I can say, oh, yeah, you have done it for them, so you can also do it for me. So next week, we are going to let some people give their testimonies. And we will stand on it. 
But let's read it. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their what? The word of their testimonies. So, my testimony should be different from my reality. Now, let me clarify that. I am sick. This past week, I had a problem with my neck. I got up and I couldn't even turn like this. So I was just telling myself that I don't want to preach because I cannot come and stand here and do this. You know, Jesus said, you know, how you feel, hello, you know, and do that. I cannot. So I said, no, I don't want to preach. Then it came to me, you know, the topic that I've given to you, overcome in Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that means whether your neck is like this or you cannot turn, you still have to go. So I said to God, then you have to do something then. <laughs> because my reality is that my neck is hurting me so bad. But you have also said that you are the healer. So my testimony has to be that I am healed. <laughs> that is different from what? My reality. I am healed. But meanwhile, my pain is there. I couldn't turn. They overcame him. Who? The devil. By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Now the last thing always, when I read it, it's just amazing to me. And they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. So they did not regard their life. Blood of the Lamb, we talked about that earlier on. So it's not some old man that died some years ago and you, saw it and you say, you know, I am saved. That was years ago. No, it still works today. <laughs> the blood still works today. So you, you have to remember that and, and, and let the blood work for you. It's still working. By the word of their testimony, who Jesus is, what he is able to do, the power that he has. Everything that you can come out, you know, with about Jesus. Use it. Let it be. You know, there are times, you know, when I was growing up, they would tease me. Look at your big head and look at this. You know, I got all this crazy stuff. So there are times I would just go and stand in the mirror, look at the mirror, look at myself. You know, I think I look good. <laughs> I would say that... But what I've heard is that, no, you don't. But then my testimony is that I look good. <laughs> so I, did, I didn't care what anybody was what, saying. Do you understand that? So I'm trying to bring your mind to where your testimony has to be different from that reality. No yes. All right. They did not regard your life. Unless we come to the place that our life, we don't regard it. We will not see the fullness of God. Jesus said, he that come after me must pick up what? Their cross. Right? And follow after me. Pick up your cross. What happened at the cross? 
Jesus died there. Right? Everything there. That is where he said it is finished. So he said, I should pick up my cross. Ah. Somebody said, ah. Some light bulb just went out like that. Uh-huh. You see? That means I have to die to self. Myself. Kwame has to die. Uh, if my daughter was here, she would probably cry. cry. It's my dad saying, to, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. That physical death, you know. I'm talking about what is inside, the things that pull us away from God, experiencing the power of God, walking in his fullness, knowing who he is, the things that stand in the way, I have to die to them. They did not rega regard that. They did not. And so they overcame the devil. Have you come to that place where your life, you don't regard it because of Jesus? Or, I am just a part-time Christian. What I call part-time Christian is only Sundays that I will walk with him. Sundays, I will come to church and I will worship God. I will love him. I will do everything. Monday will come. Tuesday will come, Wednesday will come, Thursday, oh, up to Saturday, I will do my own thing. That is being a part-time Christian, right? Full-time, okay. Now, this is not in the Bible. I just made it up. It's just to bring your mind to that is how a lot of times some of us do with God. But it has to be a daily thing. Abiding in him. Working with him. I was at work yesterday. I didn't know this man. He walked by me. And as soon as he walked by, I said, hello. And he also said, hi. Then immediately he recognized my accent. That is what always happened. Where are you from? Are you from Nigeria? And I said, no, I am from Ghana. So I said... <laughs> How is, how is it going? He said, I'm fine. And then he said, I have worked in Nigeria at certain places. I just came back from this particular place. So immediately I looked at him and I said, you work for ExxonMobil, right? <laughs> and he looked at me like this. I don't know him. And he said, yeah, I work for Exxon. Then he, he looked at me and he said, there's something that I see about you, you know, some Jesus thing, <laughs> you know, he was trying to be, I don't know whether he was trying to be spiritual, he said there's something about you, like Jesus thing, you know, Jesus, like your spirit. And when he said that, I said, yeah, I love him. <laughs> he said everything to me. Then in my mind, I was thinking, he did not just say that, just by himself. The spirit of God living in him has to connect us, our spirit together for him to recognize that. So you see, who we are in Christ, it has to be a daily thing. He, when he is living in us, our spirit testify that he is living in us. And that is where we recognize that we are overcomers. 
I pray that the God will give you that revelation if there's a struggle anywhere in your life that he will make you overcome that he will give you the mindset to understand and take your rightful place rightful place means speaking to those things rightful place means acknowledging who Jesus is and what he has done and walking in that fullness can we just go before God you know, every day when I get up, I just put myself before him and I said, I am up again. I just come before you, Lord Jesus. Here I am. Here I am. Have your own thing. Use me today. Talk to me today. Let me experience. Help me to overcome anything that is thrown at me. Any challenges, any weakness, anything that will bring me away from, take me away from you. Bring me to that place. This morning, I want to ask you this question. Are you an overcomer? Are you an overcomer? Have you overcome in Christ Jesus? Or are you tossed, you know, like a wind, left, right, everything, like the devil having a show? But when you read the scripture, the Bible says that Jesus died on the cross. He made a spectacle of the devil. He made a show of him publicly. And the devil was defeated. But his thing is, even though he is defeated, he will still fight. But unless we also recognize that Jesus has already done it, and that we can push back and we can overcome, then we will always live a defeated life. So let his mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Can you talk to him this morning? Can you tell him something? That, you know, I, 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 I don't want this life. That makes me feel like, you know, I don't know you. That is always bringing discouragement. That is always bringing doubt. Just talk to him. Jesus knows each of us. You see, when I go before him, I just tell him as it is. I don't sugarcoat anything. This is it, Jesus. I am here. Would you do something for me? And there's not a single time he has forsaken me. He has not been there. Even though naturally things might not go the way it's supposed to go, but I can still experience the joy and the peace of God inside. Just bring your heart before him this morning. He said, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. That is Jesus' word, not me. So if they overcame him by the word of the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not regard your life unto death, that means your testimony should speak for itself.
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit cedarhousechurch.com.